This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Cursed man who can't stand feeling damned in a mage hand, Henry Hogfish. You did it. You did it, Jake. I was super nervous. We could tell. <laughs> I was nervous for you. You know what? Bravery isn't when you're not afraid. It's when you're afraid and you still read your intro. Oh my god! You're butchering the. You're butchering my favorite Mighty Ducks quote. <laughs> you know have so many. It can't be the origin I don't of know that if saying. That's the origin. Mighty Ducks three. <laughs> no way is it the origin for, in, from if it's from D three. There's no way that's the origin of that quote. But also, um, this is a crazy side note. But Emily's favorite Mighty Ducks is Mighty Ducks. Three. She fucking loves my next three. I love Coach O'Ryan. He's so inspirational. Uh, uh, don't you know cannot how. Not be afraid to fail. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe you cannot be afraid to lose. I can't remember I, what it is. I, I hate the sight of you. They're both perfect. Classic D3 scene. Uh, everybody's least favorite Mighty Ducks movie. Um, and we've got the, the biggest fan of it, Emily Axford. Currently bereft as she mourns the theft of her favorite. Pizza chef, Fiorino. Oh, <laughs> being no. a pizza chef makes it so much sadder. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. I know that little boy. What was he doing playing with so much fire? <laughs> Emily, I hate that while you were reading that heartfelt intro, I was just thinking about the scene from Mighty Ducks three where the guy punches the jersey that's been frozen. <laughs> Does that happen in Mighty Ducks three? I don't Ducks. really remember. <laughs> yeah, two and three really, really meld together for me. I, two and they're they're all knuckle puck. That's that's all two and three. But yeah, three is three is if anything a departure. I feel like one and two blend together. But yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. It's not <laughs> this, is, this is mixed bag energy <laughs> in the main major, major. I'm so sorry here. Um, My brain was plagued. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Caldwell Tanner. Zerk Vervain here. Thanks for your time. Now I'd like to share a little rhyme. 
I make beakers filled with liquids that I use to enhance. Murph, you should have killed me when you had the chance. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The meter, the meter of that was interesting. <laughs> I'm stronger now. I've only grown more powerful. Uh, sweet, guys. Uh, gonna kill Zerk now. Okay, wait. Do you want me to read the quote? I found the, I found the quote. The yes, Mighty Emily, Ducks please quote. read the quote from Mighty okay. Ducks 3. Listen, if you learn nothing else here... You learn this, all right? Because it's not just about hockey. It's easy to be confident when you have control of the puck. It's very, very difficult to keep that confidence when you gotta take whatever strange bounces life throws your way. Don't be careless, but don't be too careful either. You cannot be afraid to lose. That's how you gain the confidence to attack the game when the puck isn't yours. That's how you attack life even when you think you don't have any control. And that's how you play real defense. Quack. Now picture a little tiny Emily watching this <laughs> with really no real world experience and just sobbing. <laughs> real, Emily, Mighty Ducks 3 came out when we were like 13. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm still just saying it resonates still. Yes. Um, well, the quote I originally said was about uh, overcoming fear and yours had a lot of hockey puck references. References. Mm-hmm. I think it was all about defensive hockey. It play. was. A I, lot I don't of even know if it was a life stuff. metaphor. So, no, it's about confidence. No, it's, it's about real confidence and having confidence I would when agree. the puck isn't in your control. People. I agree. It was a very hockey-forward <laughs> speech, though, and I don't think you had any reason to confuse it with what I was saying. Very hockey-forward. <laughs> Get your mind off the rink. All right, we need to stop talking about Mighty Ducks, and we need to do a recap. Three. <laughs> All right. Sure. Last week, you guys confronted Stella in the secret room of her lab where she showed you the necrophone, a huge phonograph capable of reproducing the sound of the bell that brings horrors to life. After some pressing, you got her to confess uh, that she was using it to orchestrate minor horror attacks to drum up support for Carlisle Lochnamore's campaign. During her confession, Fia cast suggestion on Stella and had her disassemble the necrophone, which revealed a new problem. Some of the enchanted pieces had been replaced. Zerk searched Stella's desk and learned that the blueprints were also missing, leading you guys to the conclusion that someone was reconstructing the necrophone outside of the lab. You grilled Stella about who had access to it, and she told you it had to have been someone from Quick Blast's crew. Zerk told off his mom, and you rushed off to find the culprit when Big Rex and Little Rex took off running. Fia and Batilda chased one Rex, while Zerk and Hank chased the other. The latter turned out to be the sorceress Moxora in disguise, who quickly wrapped Zerk and Henry up in spectral hands. The other ended up being the prophet Cain, who was unable to do much once Fia managed <laughs> to temporarily subdue him. With chains. <laughs> uh, you said that, but it was sick. Yeah, the spectral chains. Um, a lot better than just him having a brain fart and standing still. <laughs> Um, it's all about defense, everyone. It's all about the puck. That confidence when you don't have the puck. You cannot yeah. be afraid to lose. Yeah, in that moment, Fia did not have the puck, um, and yet she persevered. Uh, next, Zerk was about to be killed by Moxora after a failed escape and two failed death-saving throws, but Fia sent Bookvar up to heal Zerk, which saved him. However, this allowed Moxora to grab Bookvar and exorcise his essence from the book. She then made her escape, and with Bookvar, you can assume she will soon have access to Arena's location. 
With Bookvar gone, Fia questioned if all of this tragedy was worth one life. Batilda, Zerk, and Henry reassured her that it was, and that a tyrant would never be satisfied. Tab brought up the fact that Moxora seems to be at the center of all of these problems and wasn't convinced that the Reaper is behind all of this. Uh, before you could get too deep into your philosophical conversation, though, you saw Stella's lab go into lockdown after being swarmed by Lochnamore soldiers. The lab seemed to have put up some kind of magic barrier. And that's where we are now. Yikes. So you guys are down by the docks near the water. Rain is still coming down. It is night. Uh, you know that Moxora has Bookvar and will likely eventually get Arena's location from him one way or another. Um, and in order to get to her, you need to get to the Twilidium gem, which is inside the lab. You can assume it is close to finished by now, if not finished because it's been a couple days right you see the lab has all of these panels of magic force field around its glass dome and out front uh there's like a small army guarding it uh some are in the front some are just patrolling the grounds i'm going to say that you guys have time to get a short rest uh, especially after uh everything you guys just uh, went <laughs> yeah. through you certainly went through the ringer <laughs> um, yeah henry crumples down and falls asleep uh, in the grass yeah <laughs> Via via limply paws to make a sleeping trench, but does not have the spirit of will to do so. This is only and eleven feet also deep. Also crumple. <laughs> it's <laughs> her shallowest trench yet. Uh, yeah, you see, without the help, it's barely of, a hazard. Without the help of Bookvar, Fia, uh, digging just isn't as fun. I'm just mouthing the words that me and Bookvar would usually sing, but no sound is coming <laughs> out. Aww. Um, I'm going to introduce some new short rest mechanics. Um, oh. Uh, because in the past, uh, campaign one, we used to do zealous trance. I'm going to do something like that that allows you guys to uh, pay hit dice to get some spells back. Um, the idea cool. is that you can spend half of your hit dice uh, to get some spells back. Um, for Zerk, uh, since you have less spells to start with, it's going to be a D6 plus your spellcasting modifier. And for Fia, it'll be a D8 plus your spellcasting modifier. Cool. Um, and uh, if you guys roll really bad on the D8, you could spend a hit die to re-roll your D8. Oh, that's Oh, wild. I can. That's good because I rolled a three. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. So you can um, spend a hit die to re-roll it. The um, thought process there is that instead of patching up your wounds, you're spending time meditating. You're looking at a spell book. Um, you guys need I about an hour. I rolled a three again. Okay. <laughs> you, can spend, you can keep okay. spending hit die if you want. You don't have that many... Um, uh, hit yeah, dice missing because you didn't really get attacked. True. Hank, yeah. if you want to trade like a hit die or something for like a for an unleash incarnation or something, uh, we can do some kind of deal there. You can haggle with me for your melee stuff, okay. but I think I think you get most of your stuff yeah, back. Yeah, it's kind of like a bartering system. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Because uh, I think as the as the campaign goes on, you guys are going to be more reliant as uh, on spells and stuff, and I don't want to during epic moments for you guys to have to. Um, Go take a nap. Take a long rest. I appreciate it. I got all my spell slots back. <laughs> Whoa, good for wow. you. Wow, very nice. I don't have many. After spending most of my hit dice, <laughs> I was able to finally get a five on the dice. Nice, okay. Um, and I spent most of the last episode in a hand, so I don't really have any haggling to do right now. I yeah. didn't unleash any incarnations. Uh, yeah. and, and then, of course, uh, use any hit dice you want to get HP back, because I'm sure you guys are at low HP. That I need. Zerk goes over to the lake and just kind of stares out into nothingness for a bit and then, like, mutters to Spritel, could have died. Could have died there. Uh, you feel, <laughs> Got real close. You feel uh, Spritel flutters up on your shoulder, um, looks out over the lake. Good lake. Man-made, but good. 
Can I uh, create my my snake rain a deer? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am not sure what is coming, but if we are taking a short rest, I'm going to use it to ritual cast um, Phantom Steed. And you know what? Okay. No, no, no. This is not a jokey time. Uh, I was going to make a, <laughs> a giant stoat like they oh God. <laughs> have in Endoterra, but I will keep it as my, my deer. Uh, sweet. With the um, snake reins. Yeah, keep it normal. A deer with snake reins. <laughs> Winged. F- yeah, Fia, you say you're going to keep it normal. Um, you see the fires of hell open underneath you, um, and this insane deer with snake reins. I look, da- I look down and wink at the time devil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you see Tab sighs with relief as she sees the demonic deer pop up and goes, oh, thank God it's not a stoot. <laughs> I did not get as many health points back as I would like, so I'm just going to go ahead and cast a second level cure wounds on myself and then use my magic ring to regain that spell slot. Sweet. Okay. So I think I, uh, after this little rest, I've made it here. <laughs> I've gotten some spell slots back. I dug a shallow trench. Um, I look to Mr. Henry and Mr. Zerk and I say, what is our plan here? I mean, my feeling is we've got to get this Twilidium and get out. But I also know, Mr. Henry, that you have unfinished business here. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for reminding me, but I don't know how long it's going to take me to finish that business. And this is time is of the essence. So if we got to get in, get out. Should we steal the boy? <laughs> <laughs> we would be stealing him from a dangerous fate. I mean, the Reaper took our boy. We might as well take a boy back. I mean, I've always dreamt of kidnapping my son back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that this is a problematic road to be walking down. <laughs> okay, but what if we just didn't use that word and we just said, there, he's in active danger. We need to grab this Twilidium, get out of here. Um, perhaps we can try to get the boy to come with us because he's not in a situation that is uh, conducive to his life. Um, you see, Batilda nods and she goes, and if Moxora has some way of using this necrophone, then everyone in West Precinct is in danger. And he is going to be in the very front line when, no offense to your young son, but he probably is very new to this experience. Yeah, none yeah, none taken. I try to say it as gently as possible. He's still a little shaky in the knees. I saw it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the boy was going to get him. He's like me on a boat. He doesn't have his river legs yet. He, I feel like he has a natural ability, though. He, he's brave. That's, that's, that counts for something. Yeah. I do think he has a very good heart, yeah. Confident without the puck, that kid. Do we think that um, <laughs> Hank Jr. Yeah, would understands be... understands this reference. <laughs> do we think that Hank Jr. would be uh, storming the lab as well? Um, you're not sure. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me a uh, perception check. Oh, boy. Yes. 19 That's... on the die. There we go. I got a 19 on the die, too. Flat 10 for your friend. Sweet. Um, you guys look out. Uh, with the rain and it being night, it's kind of hard to see who all is out there. Um, but you do see one kind of suspicious thing. You see amongst all of these like soldiers that are kind of uh, locking down the place, you see one figure walks out of the lab throws like the hood of a cloak up and begins rushing, like walking, but walking with purpose towards like the woods, towards the road where you would get to like the mountains that hide the crux. 
Okay, we need to find this person in the off chance that they have the Twilidium with them. Yes, yes. Yep. Okay. I'm also slightly worried it's my mom because that's just the way that she bounces from a scene when she's ready to not be there anymore. <laughs> All right, mm. we'll continue this okay. discussion about my boy later. Okay. <laughs> table the boy. <laughs> uh, you guys table the boy. Um, I think we can't say that either. We can't say <laughs> there's certain things we can't say. Okay. <laughs> All right. You guys rush from the docks uh, to get to the road that kind of leads to these mountains. Um, you run through a small patch of trees uh, and you find this person as they uh, join the main road here. Uh, you see rain pouring down um, on the top of her cloak um, and you see she pulls the hood off uh, and this is Quick Blast Cass Calloway. Uh, and you see she holds her hands out and she goes, gee, I just can't fucking shake you people, can I? Well, you, we always seem to cross paths because you are blocking ours and making things difficult. I'm, you're literally blocking my path. I'm walking out of town. You're standing in the middle of the goddamn road. Well, it, and before you stood it as a fucking janitor in front of me. You're quite <laughs> literally always blocking my path. All right, well, you didn't even make it a literal thing. It was more of just like a fun little metaphor to think about. All right. We're all for you leaving town. We just want to make sure you're not leaving with anything you shouldn't be walking away with. Anything I shouldn't be walking Empty away. your fucking pockets. Again. She said it better than I did. Um, <laughs> you see, um, she goes, I didn't take anything that important. You see, she uh, opens up her cloak, um, and she has stolen things from the lab, um, but nothing of... It looks like she kind of just grabbed some valuable-looking things on the way out. Um, it, she does not have the Twilidium gem. Um, and you see she goes, look, the heat is on. I gotta be moving on out of town. I'm just taking my pay because, uh, points to Zerk, your mama's not gonna be able to pay me soon. Somebody's gonna have to take the fall for this, and it's looking like it's gonna be her. Yeah, well, you know what? Time comes due. Oh, yes, Mr. Zerk. But before you go, I got one question for you. All right. How did you sneak out? How did I sneak out? Well... All these rich people came in. Um, everybody started fucking yelling at each other, saying the necrophone's in the wrong hands. There's going to be a horror attack. We're all in danger. People started pointing fingers. They grabbed Stella. They said, somebody's got to go down for this. Um, they're talking about teleporting the whole lab to get what? everybody out of West Precinct. Uh, huh? Okay, okay. <gasps> Escalated. Um, uh, and, I, and I just quietly got the fuck out of there because it seemed like I wouldn't be too high on their list of people that they think deserve saving because everybody else in this town is apparently fucking toast. Okay, Great. we need to get the fuck in. So, like, did you use a, a secret passageway, or did you? Is there a, a hole in the force field? Just like anything you can use to help us. Ugh. All right. Also, where is my son? Also, where is I, his son? Where is my son? Your son? I I don't know, man. At his fucking house or walking around looking for. So he's not or inside. Something? So he's not inside. Nah, so he's, that's okay. He's not, he's not in there. He's not in there yet. I don't know. I think they're gonna start probably trying to evacuate some people. I have a feeling they're not going to evacuate everyone, though. You know, certain people might get preferential treatment over others. These people. Sounds very West Precinct-y. <laughs> All right. It's the WP way. I didn't take a secret tunnel. I just walked right out the fucking front door because um, they don't really give a shit about me. I don't get them anything. There is an anti-magic field around the lab. But the door, if the door is open, then the anti-magic the field If the door is... is open, then you could get in. But if you're invisible, if you're casting something to make you look different or something, it'll break as soon as you go past threshold. Um, but could you, if the door was open, dimension door through there? 
cast this uh, teleportation spell into it. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking you, about. Oh, you're not? <laughs> I'm a wizard at a lot of things. Uh, you see, she starts spinning her guns with her mechanical arms. But actual... Fia stifles how impressed she is. <laughs> <laughs> but there is another way to get in. Uh, Big Rex and Little Rex, before they ran off doing whatever they were doing, the way they were getting the horrors from the lab to West Precinct was... Uh, a tunnel system that goes from under the lab to the Arias estate. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. So there's tunnels going from the Arias estate directly into the lab. Uh, she, she nods and she goes, there's an entrance to a cellar in the garden of his estate. Uh, underneath it are a bunch of tunnels that are apparently used for smuggling at one point. Um, and yep. Hank, you, this adds up to you. Um, because mm-hmm. Edgar Arias, like, when you first worked in West Precinct and you were dating Izzy and then you later married her, you were working for him for, like, a shipping company. He's, like, a a titan of, of lake industry. This is, like, an open lake, so there's all these, like, rivers connected to it. So he mm-hmm. has all these connections. So this would be a way for him to be able to, like, smuggle illegal things or sell things without paying taxes, uh, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Can't be a baron without being a robber baron first. All right, well, I know my way around that house. I know my way around the garden. Maybe we sneak in that way. Are we going to use the same route you used to sneak in so that you could go see Izzy? Yes, we were very we were very secretive. It was very Romeo and Juliet for a time, and then oh. it turned into some other Shakespearean tragedy in the end. But yeah. <laughs> Macbeth. All right, well, good talk. Um, get the fuck out of the way. Where are you going? Bad just to see you. Where am I going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? It, it's none of your fucking business. Not it's right polite. there. All right. Not right there. Get out of here. Get the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck <laughs> out fuck of you. here. Fuck you. You overstayed your welcome. You know what? You've you really overstayed have. your welcome. You know what? You're you supposed to be rivals. becoming redundant and then in my things eyes. Just, we got other people in the way, but you, I got a fucking problem I with you. I hope your bullets get jammed in your gun. I hope your fucking spells get jammed in your hands, you fucking wizard piece of shit. Dimension <laughs> door into a damn in magic field like I fucking know. Like I fucking know. my sick magic hands. All right, all right. Yeah, you take your I fucking kick, magic hands. I kick some rocks at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you you, you fucking kick rocks. That's what you're best at. Uh, and you see she walks past you guys. Yeah, there's chemistry between me and her. Am I right? Am I misreading this? As she walks there's by, something. I slap her back and use tinkering to put Fia rules on her coat. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> I do a behind-the-back high-five to <laughs> A tiny witch's ritual. Um <laughs> As uh, Quick Blast walks away, um, Batilda goes, You know, it might not be a bad idea for Tabitha and I to follow her to go up ahead and maybe get to the Crux and get back to Zelboldar 7, get Luskrar, and have him prepare his warriors in case, in case everything goes to shit here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It seems like things are very close to going to shit or being teleported to shit. So whatever yes. you can do would be great. Uh, as long as, Batilde, you promise me that you're getting further away from Prophet Kane, he really fucking hates you, and he's coming for you. I know, Little Fang, but I think with Bookvar in tow, Kane has bigger fish to fry than me. I think Kane and Maxora getting to Zelboldar is imminent. And okay. Maxora, according to Tabitha here, 
has apparently already been to Zobaldar, so for whatever reason, she doesn't need this Twilidium. Hmm. Okay. So we need to make sure well, that we survive this, and that as many innocent people survive whatever's coming. Okay, well, you are the smith, and I am the blade, so I, I bend to your flame. If you think to split up is best, I I agree. Um, you see, uh, she rubs your chin, and she goes, Little Fang, if it was up to me, we'd never split up. But Luskar's got an army that he was preparing to bring into Zelboldar. Wouldn't be a bad idea to have some backup in the mountain, if need be. Okay. Tab, you take care of this one. And Batild, you take care of this one. Ah, yeah. The mutual bodyguards? Symbiotic, yes. yeah. Back-to-back bodyguards. Symbiotic guards. Symbiotic guards. You see, uh, they uh, look at each other, nod, and shake hands. And uh, Tab goes over to you, Fia, and goes, Hi, Fia, um, before I go, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about what we were saying before about the Reaper. And you see she pulls out the little Reaper bell um, that you had given to her, since you had reasoned that she would have a better connection to the Reaper than you. Um, mm-hmm. And you see she hands you the bell and she goes, oh, I think it might be better um, if you were to take this. I'm not, yes, I do. I'm not a wizard. And I would say you have just as good of a connection as me. Could be worth a shot if uh, things get bad. Okay, thank you. I will take this. I, I've also been curious if there's a way to turn this animate dead into a raised dead. So it will give us a chance to maybe Mr. Zerk can tinker with it or something. Thank you, though. I'm not sure if it was the bill specifically, but I awakened somehow. I know. I know. We've got to recreate whatever made you because whatever made you is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we, could, we could do with some more tab. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, eh. Whole yeah, slab I can do a fucking round of tabs if you know what I'm talking about. Sweetie, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just a mutual bodyguard. Oh, I'm just an archer and a mutual bodyguard. <laughs> Six pack, if, oh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest. Kevin was the wizard. Oh, but he's dead. A two liters tab, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, <laughs> mutual bodyguards. If anything goes wrong, use the Guardians of the Grove book to contact us, okay? Uh, and vice versa. If anything, if you have any updates for us, let us know. Okay. Do you okay. need the this deer? It will only last for an hour. I was going to use it as a getaway, but you can have the deer if you want the deer. The the reins are real snakes and they bite. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Henry Mr. Henry, what back. did I tell you about? I, would, I wanted to the pet the, the deer. I wanted to pet the deer, not the snakes. I think I'm immune to the venom now. It feels good. Oh, now you're just high? Oh, yeah, you're poisoned. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Zerk looks at the lake again. <laughs> um, you see... Uh, Matilda puts her hand on your shoulder, Fia, and goes, Little Fang, I have all of the trust in the world for you. I am trusting you with the more dangerous mission. I'm aware that I'm just the smith now. I'm going to get help. I do not need some sort of speedy mount. You need all of the help that you can get. You guys are absolutely fucked. This is just a terrible oh, situation. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so wow. hey, let's, too honest. Let's, too honest. Let's, ride this, let's ride this fucking thing. Just straight let's ride into it to the, they've, got, they've got a machine that's... Ah, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. They've got a machine that's going to call horrors from everywhere. We got it. No. There's yep. a yeah. summarized teleportrate lab. We're in bad shape. Politics. Oh, I'm just bad pep see, talk. Why do we need so many people <laughs> to get bad pep talk? I'm going to see Luskrar, so I'll be fine. You don't have to worry about me. I love Batilda's candor. 
It's so beautiful. Okay, we can sit on this thing three top style, but I want to sit in the in the way back, as far away from the snakes as possible. Is he uh, physically uncomfortable with even just having Hank on it? <laughs> I want to sit. I want to sit in the antlers like a little kid on a bicycle. Uh, you see, head it just goes into the ground. Um, it is completely grounded, but up in the air. Hi ho, Silva. Uh, one last bit of advice from your smith. I think one person on the mount. Uh, uh, you see, uh, fair enough. Batilda and Tab um, walk off, or, or run off rather, um, towards the crux. Oh, she runs like Via. Uh, yeah, just hands waving at her side. <laughs> Lightning fast. Now you see who made me do all these sprints. <laughs> do you have the ability to whip up another sleigh for us? Another floating sleigh so that we can ride behind? Okay, I'll, I will get my floating disc and uh, <laughs> I will uh, ride in the direction that Mr. Henry points to his ex-wife's father's house. Okay. Yes, and I'm pointing from the disc over the horse ahead because I, I want to be far from the snakes. What do you want the disc to look like? Oh, wow. Um, a giant potato skin? Oh, uh, yes. We'll make it look like a potato skin and you are loaded. <laughs> wow. I have always wanted to be sour cream. Really soft. Really cheesy. <laughs> uh, so you guys ride in a potato skin. Uh, <laughs> Sick. Through West Precinct. <laughs> what a scary world. And Hank, you lead the party to Edgar Arias' estate. Uh, this is Hank Jr.'s new namesake. Uh, this is Izzy's father's house. Uh, you've definitely been here before. Um, as you approach it, you see, unlike the Lochnamore estate, which feels very, like, showy, trying to show their wealth, this one is more isolated. This dude has more, like, Tywin Lannister vibes. This dude, like, mm -hmm. protects his money, doesn't want a lot of attention, tries to do things on the down low, which means he might not always be on the up and up. Uh, you see his house has, like, tall hedges and walls for privacy that wrap around the estate. Um, the gate is overgrown with ivy and flowers um, that is nearly impossible to see through. Beyond the wall, um, you are able to kind of climb up a little bit like the, the stones of the wall and look over. You see there's a small fountain in a garden out front of this big mansion, uh, Victorian architecture. There's a veranda on the first floor with lots of places to sit overlooking the garden and a balcony on the second floor. Part of the roof sticks out higher than the rest, almost like a tower with this coned top. Uh, it's this dark house with dark shingles, uh, but you do see gas lamps outside as well as lanterns on inside. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks. I spent many a night Love climbing to. that veranda. <laughs> 15. Shout out to the two crew. Uh, five on the dice becomes eight. Okay. Hank, you kind of know where to look. You know where the guards, you used to have to avoid guards to go see your ex-wife <laughs> when you guys were dating, when you guys were younger. Courtship days. You see there are several guards carrying rifles. They wear military surcoats of a dark red color uh, with bicorn hats. Uh, there are two up on the balcony and two down in the yard. But strangely, the two on the balcony seem to be the ones that are like watching the front yard. The two on the ground level are on like the side of the house guarding a bulkhead door. These like big bulky doors mm. built into the ground that usually lead to like a cellar. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you see, as you look over, this is less of a defense than usual. This is less security than usual, um, probably because mm -hmm. he brought everybody with him yeah, to the lab. Yeah, it's all hands on deck at the lab. Yeah. Okay. Um, just really quickly, 
I want to take summon just a little bit of flame in my fingers and um, I want to uh, melt two gold pieces together and impress upon it the face of um, Miroslav the Mesmer because it, it, it correlates as a spell component for something that I might need to do. Ooh. Fia, you create a coin with the face of the celebrity wizard uh, whose books you read uh, in case anyone at home forgets who Miroslav the Mesmer is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Henry, do you do you remember, as a youth, going through how difficult these guards were to fight? Sorry, can I also just say that I've never seen you do that trick, and that was super cool. You just made a you made a coin. Oh, yeah, I made a little coin, so in case we need to give them disadvantage on perception checks and initiative rolls, I can throw it, and hopefully they'll all be so distracted by it. Do you wow. need like a band-aid or something? That was very hot fire that you <laughs> used uh, to, to melt that coin. You haven't noticed I just make fire a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bur- I have calluses on my hands now and it's great. Oh, you should go rock climbing sometime. I guess again. Um, yeah, I used to, back in the day, there was, there was a lot less horrors lurking around, but I used to just toss a rock on the other side of the lawn. Somebody would go over and look, sneak in, climb up. It was, a, it was pretty rudimentary. I don't know. That if, sounds I don't pretty know if, good. Let's try that before we use Miroslav's trick. Hank also got caught several times. Like mm. many times. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> is of, of, yeah, of the uh, many times I, I visited Izzy, uh, oftentimes it was her visiting me outside the gates after they tossed me out on my ass. So we would sometimes meet in the middle. I didn't always successfully get yeah, it. Yeah, that was that was Hank's way of honking the horn outside her house was getting his ass kicked by guards and thrown out. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, she would hear the ruckus and come out and uh, ask if I was all right. I think I've got maybe a slightly more advanced version of throwing a rock that we could try. It would create a, a Henry big... was about to throw the coin. <laughs> No, you can throw the coin. <laughs> I'm all ears. Okay, yeah, let's do the coin. I've got a backup in case uh, we need some more firepower. All right, great. So then I say, uh, yeah, I just used to do this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> As he chucks the coin, I cast uh, Jim's glowing coin. Uh, they all have to do each Jim's? creature of your choice. It's called Jim's Glowing Coin. I okay. took Penny this like, spell. forever ago oh, as one got of my it. weird mm. like, social Fia spells back when I thought she was going to be um, a little trickier. So when you cast a spell, you hurl the coin that is the spell's material component to any spot within range. The coin lights up as if under the effect of a light spell. Each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of the coin must succeed on a wisdom save or be distracted for the duration. While distracted, a creature has disadvantage on wisdom, uh, perception checks, and initiative rolls. Wow. Fia's funky coin. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Zerk. I, I cross out the title and name it that. Got it. Okay. So um, you throw the coin over the fence, um, lands in the yard. You see a flash of light come up um, and you hear the guard startled. What was that? Is that a magic coin? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed they like magic coins. Wow. This is already going way better than it ever went when I was sneaking in. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a really old knight go, is that no good boyfriend around again? <laughs> no, impossible. He doesn't have magic coins. Um, first dude. Snoggin' hogfish is back. First dude gets a nat 20. Second dude gets a three and misses. Next dude gets a seven and fails. Um, last dude fails. Um, okay, so, so who one person, and where? One person up on the balcony succeeded uh, and the rest failed. I'm going to say that the one guard 
um, up on the balcony was the one who was um, shouting about uh, Hank, looks out uh, over the balcony, pulls out his sword. All the other guards kind of look like distracted by like this uh, flash of light that they saw in the lawn. Um, and the one guy on the balcony goes, you two, see what that was. Could have been some kind of illusion. And you see the two okay. guards at the bulkhead doors begin walking towards uh, the coin on the lawn. Does the person on the balcony have an eye line on the cellar door? No, they don't. Okay, I think that- It's on the side of the house. We should be good then, right? Oh, we okay. can just sneak behind. So we try to find a path that the balcony cannot see, but it's to this door. Yeah, I think if we stick to the shadows. Shank, can you lead the way? I summon Shank. <laughs> <gasps> Henry, we need to break the curse. We're, we're okay. working on it. Oh, we're Christ. back here. We're retreading the past, Henry. How do we? You gotta, you gotta go back to fix the future. You know, we have to go back to fix <laughs> the future, Henry. I kind of like this new shank. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I just like his voice. He's silly. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a roll of the dice thing where maybe we'd get the other Shank occasionally, but sorry about that. <laughs> um, actually, as Shank pops up, you do feel that even though this is a creepy Shank, um, you do feel like you have more control over your powers now, Hank. Um, and in fact, mm -hmm. um, we did this off mic, but the characters did level up. They are all level eight. And your blade mm -hmm. powers have manifested themselves a bit. You guys feel more determined you feel more aligned with the cause and you feel bonded with your weapons um i had told you before that magic powers were going to manifest in your weapons um mm. and they have begun to do that i'm going to Whoa. send you guys oh my god the new oh. things that your weapons can do it's christmas <laughs> it's christmas in Eldermorn. so these are you guys new magical weapons oh i can't wait to unveil them uh, and how would you guys like to proceed? Uh, you see the one guy um, seems to be kind of on high alert, looking out uh, in all directions. And you see the other three are investigating uh, this coin, like where the uh, flash went off. Um, and I will I will even say uh, they would probably check the gate as well. So you, you actually hear this one guy who seems to be in charge um, yells out, One of you, Nathaniel, check the gate. And one of them Nathaniel. begins um, walking towards the gate uh, while the other two look at the coin. Mr. Henry, if you can navigate us to the back, I can cast guidance on you to try to help you remember. I, it will be almost like I'm, I'm helping you to remember this painful past. <laughs> it's hard to forget anyway, but I could use all the help I can get. And I, I turn to the new Shank who keeps on mumbling about the curse and I put my finger to my lips and I say, shh. But as I do that, um, I realize that I, I cast Pass Without Trace on everybody around us. Oh! <laughs> yes, uh, Hank is going to use uh, his Cursed Guy's Arm, um, which has three charges. He's going to use a charge to do Cloaked in Shadow and cast Pass Without Trace. Oh, oh I love that idea yes. that his shadow just expands and engulfs us all yeah wrap you, us up in that guy's arm you see the old you see the old shank um mimics you puts his finger over his mouth to go shh and as he does um what's he doing shadow disperses um and covers zerk hank and fia uh in darkness and you guys are cloaked in shadow okay. Ooh. 
So wow. we really just have to be able to sneak by this one guy's perception. Should right. be okay? Let's do it. Um, on the way down there, I know he is, he's got some wine in that cellar too, so we got two things to work for. <laughs> yeah, maybe Quick Blast was right about one thing. You should take things from rich people. <laughs> uh, sweet. So guys, go ahead. Uh, are you just going to climb the wall and uh, try to go in here? Or what are you guys doing? Is there like a perimeter? Like could we walk to the side uh, and go that way as opposed to going like over walls, on the main gate? There are walls all around. But yeah, you could walk up to the side and probably avoid being seen by the one guy on the balcony. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the let's move. Let's try that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you guys go to side the, wall. the side of the house. <laughs> um, you see, uh, there's a small patch of wood. No honor in the side wall. <laughs> you guys go to the side of the house just as this one guy um, reaches the gate, um, looks out, uh, doesn't see anyone. You guys are a blur uh, in your shadows as you go over to the side. You go to the side. You get out of view of the dude on the balcony um, who keeps yelling, and you get the sense that the most action this guy ever got was catching Hank. Like this is just oh. the head of security at yeah. this rich dude's house that doesn't get broken into. Like nobody goes and like robs the most powerful man in town who has a bunch of knights. Uh, mm. So this guy is super, super excited to get some action um, and just keeps yelling at the guys um, below. Are the, are the other yeah. guys just like staring at that coin, like taking turns looking at they it? They should be. According to the spell, they're just staring at it. The other guys, <laughs> the other guys do. They walk up um, and they go, Sir, there's some kind of strange coin down here. It's oddly fascinating. It has a man's face on it. Uh, and you see. Can I do an insight check if any of them know Miroslav? Yeah, go ahead. Me. Do an insight check. Or if they think it's Jim. It's Yeah, I'm going to rename it Miroslav's Magic Money. Um, okay. I got I like a six, which I have six to insight, so 12. Yeah, a 12. Um, yeah, you. the other guy who's not holding up the coin goes, Oh, that's Miroslav the Mesmer. Those Mesmer bucks? Maybe we could get a free book. Uh, the dude in the balcony is just like, shut up, you morons. You absolute morons. We are guards of the Arios estate, and we must stop any boyfriends from getting to the lady of the house. Uh, sir, the lady of the house is, is 40 and doesn't live here anymore. Shut your mouth, Nathaniel. <laughs> um, guys, go ahead and give me uh, stealth checks uh, to climb the walls. Um, the only people you have to worry about are uh, two people with disadvantage right now because the dude on the balcony cannot see you guys. Cool. Right. Okay, I have disadvantage, but a plus 10. So. Cool. And that is going to be, even with disadvantage, thank you to Pass Without Trace. That's a 23. Damn. I rolled a 29. Wow. Um, <laughs> Very good. Very good, everyone. Uh, that's a 17 for me. Okay. Thank you for Pass Without Trace. 17 will be enough, though. Be yeah, it should be enough. Yeah, you guys um, see uh, these guys are holding up a coin to like the captain here, and the captain is yelling, what is this, some kind of a prank? They think it's Oh, he funny loved pranks. When we're in <laughs> yeah. full lockdown to run around and just throw some kind of magic flashing coin, be on the lookout for teens. Um, <laughs> Zerk's head whips around. What? Where? <laughs> um, and you guys successfully climb the wall here. Um, and you guys are able to get over to these bulkhead doors. Um, and you see that it doesn't look like they're locked. And you know that there mm. was some, you know, big wrecks and little wrecks or... Moxora and um, Kane. They people have been these. using this path. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, you do see, like, as you guys go, you see that there are like wheelbarrow tracks 
uh, going through the lawn from the uh, bulkhead doors as if they were like dragging dead bodies to where they needed them to animate. Okay, I mean, I guess they weren't covering their tracks. Perhaps I'm being naive. I don't think that this is setting us up. Does anyone think this is setting us up? For For a trap? Yes, the fact that it is not locked, you know? I mean, I don't know who else was involved with their scheme. Uh, there might be other Reaper acolytes, so we should probably prepare as best we can. Um, We've got Pass Without Trace on us, so... Uh, guys, go ahead Go ahead and give me insight checks. Oh, yeah, that's an 18 on the die. 17, 23. Um, 22. Sweet. Nice. So you guys would think that there probably were a decent amount of people in on the conspiracy of having minor horror attacks to yeah. to get people afraid, to get people to want to invest in defense, to get people to mm-hmm. want powerful people like Carlisle to protect them. Yeah. You can bet mm-hmm. a lot of people are in on that. So you Stella wasn't in on it, but uh, Lock Namor was. No, Stella was absolutely in on that. Mm-hmm. But did Moxora and Kane betray everyone, or did they just fuck over Stella? You don't really know. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but it seems like this the whole plan has fallen apart, so this we can safely assume that there's not a trap beyond this bulkhead. Door. It doesn't it doesn't seem weird that these guards would know that people were gonna come by and don't ask questions. That doesn't yeah. seem that weird to you. Okay. All right. Um, um, this is actually, this is the furthest I've ever gotten to uh, sneaking in. So, <laughs> Really? I, was your first kiss like by the garbage cans outside? I'm so confused. Yes, it was by the dumpster in the alleyway in, in the sewer. <laughs> they were putrid smelling. Yes, yes. I would often wake up there with Izzy uh, stroking my newly bruised head. <laughs> Those were the best years. Those were the best years of my life. Yeah, I'm getting a, painted, a picture painted for me here. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's, me and that card, we had a real uh, Batman Joker thing going on. We, I've uh, never had a lover, so I'm taking all of this as very serious notes. Hank, go ahead and give me an insight check with advantage. That is a nat 20. Nat Yo. 20? Ooh. I love it. I love Dish. critting on insight. Yeah, as you, as you think back on it, and... And you're like, those are the happiest times of my life. But then you think back to like one of those nights, thinking back on it, thinking back on like a moment where you got beat up by a bunch of guards um, and then Izzy was with you. You would remember moments where she would get into big blow up fights with her dad to uh, like kind of defend you. And then when you guys were alone, there was a lot of passion like after that because Mm. it was rebellion. But then whenever... It wasn't you sneaking in whenever it was like, okay, we're married now. My father has to accept us. We have a child. And all of Mm -hmm. that, everything started to kind of die down. So in Hank's very, very weird way, he was almost like the bad boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because it was a forbidden Because it was a forbidden Fia thing. And you tries so hard. She uses all of her time magic to try to understand the parallel universe, but Hank is the bad boy. Well, I used and to she... have a I used to have a jean jacket. It was like And a... just like that it clicks in. <laughs> but but yeah, you you have this you have this realization that you're looking back on all this with rose colored glasses. A smile dies on my lips. Um, uh, you, let's let's get inside. Let's wait a let's second, Mr. Through. Henry. 
What if maybe it's a good thing that it wasn't the best times of your lives? Because it means that there are better times coming. Yeah, I, I think you can do better than making out in a dumpster. <laughs> Fia also takes note of this. Okay, okay, I understand. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys are right. the The future can be bright. Um, I think I still have that denim jacket somewhere too. We could really, we could give this whole thing a little reboot. Do you think maybe it got like snared on one of like the trellises? Maybe it's still here. We could go try to find it. <laughs> perception oh, check time. Really quick perception check. <laughs> go ahead and give me a perception check. I no fucking lie, I crit you again. Crit? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it here? <laughs> so, Hank, um, you think back on that jean jacket, and you remember that you you're, were also remembering it with rose-colored glasses. You're not going to tell me it wasn't cool. <laughs> you're not going to tell me it wasn't cool. <laughs> it has to be so rad. Merv, how can you how do this? You? This is taking a crit away. This is taking a crit You bought away. it because it looked cool? I'm being was punished a, for a natural a 20. Small, there was this a small crazy. Miami Dolphins patch on it. In campaign one, they found Werther's Originals. They found Werther's Originals. I just want let the record show. Let's, this is the cruelest thing you've ever done as a DM. This is the cruelest thing I've ever witnessed. This is worse than Gemma. This is worse than Gemma. Worse than Gemma. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, you don't see your fucking jean jacket, you fucking All maniacs. Right. Well, with that, with that fucking investigate, then at least we know that it isn't here. It's not like no. I'll, I, I left no stone unturned. With your perception, new with one. your nat twenty perception check, you see that the goddamn doors to the cellar are open. Okay, <laughs> that they're not chained up; they're closed. Right, I'm sure there's one at the crux. I'm sure there's one at the crux. We can get you. It'll look real good. Mer yeah, that was really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Henry Henry walks in really slowly, and you can't tell if he's upset about his realization about Izzy or that he hasn't. He couldn't find his jean jacket. <laughs> but the truth is, it's about both. Let's go. The jean jacket had way too many straps. Um, <laughs> It was cool. It had all these patches. There were tassels? You said there were tassels? Miami no, patches. Patches. <laughs> and tassels. You remember the tassels? No, tassels. Too many straps, so they were tassels? It was just bad. I will not roll again to there see were if tassels it had tassels. On the, there were tassels it, on the patches. It did not. This is collaborative storytelling. The Wait, there was a zipper? Not even buttons. It was yeah. a zipper up then? It was not a really zipper. Needs to be buttons. Yeah. It was buttons. It had... It had cool it patches. Vel it was Velcro. It's <laughs> <laughs> it a Velcro jean jacket with tassels. And a Miami oh, jacket is a scientific They're going to find the arena. They're going to find the arena. We have to go inside. Stop talking about the jacket. It was a cool jacket. You guys get... Um, How many pockets were on it? <laughs> Two. It's a normal amount of pockets. There were 19 oh, pockets. Roll for it. 19 pockets. Roll, yeah. roll a D100. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, um, actually, okay. I just have to say, um, I, before we go into this estate, I want to tell this deer, who I haven't given a name to. Mm. I don't want to give it a name because the last thing I gave a name to got taken away. Don't think so about that. Think about the jacket. Give this a name, um, and I uh, tell the deer to go wait by the. Um, I point in the direction of the. Uh, lab, and I tell it to go wait there. Um, you see nice. the deer snorts and runs off. I'll say it did not obviously climb the wall with you guys, so you did this before right. you, yeah. you went okay. in. 
Howdy, Nadpoles. Caldwell here. I'm recording this ad literally hours before going to the airport on a trip to visit some family in New York. And if you're wondering, no, I have not packed my bags yet. Packing stresses me the hell out because I have to do wardrobe math about how many shirts and pants and underwear to bring. And uh, let me tell you, folks, I always get it wrong and I always pack too much. That being said, there is one thing that always goes into my suitcase without a second thought, and that is my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. Raycon offers amazing audio quality at half the price of other premium audio brands. And Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. Which is good because it means I can go on a jog and not worry about them falling out and getting sucked into a sewer grate. Although I guess that's probably how the Ninja Turtles get their earbuds, so if some mutant creature living in the sewer happens to get them, I guess that wouldn't be too bad. But thanks to Raycon, it's not something I ever even need to concern myself with. So, if you're also going on a trip soon and are looking to bring along the perfect pair of earbuds, go to buyraycon.com slash today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That is right, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash One more time, that's buyraycon.com slash All right, thanks for listening and have a great trip. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Um, So you guys open these bulkhead doors. Uh, you go into this dark cellar and you close the door behind you. I'll count your same stealth checks. Uh, you guys seem to have safely gotten in here. Fia and Zerk, you guys have dark vision. Um, so you guys do see that there's a lantern on a side table here that you can light, but it is pitch black to Hank. Well, I have thaumaturgy. I can just cause some flames to flicker in Sweet. my hand. Great. Um, Fia, um, you hold up a hand. Um, you create some light. Um, you light the lantern. Um, Seriously, do you need like some gel or like an ointment for your hands? That's just you're catching them on fire a lot. You see how thick my skin is now? It's fucking awesome. I'm a real spellcaster. It looks like she's wearing mittens. My God, (laughs) gardener's glove. I'm jealous, is what I'm saying. This is how you know a good witch is thick skin on her hands. Witches look like CrossFitters. It's (laughs) canon. Let's go. Let's shake some ropes together sometime, Fia. I need thick hands like that. Uh, You guys see that you are in a small cellar um, with built-in wine racks. Hank was right. Mm. There's all these bottles set in the wall here. Um, guys, go ahead and give me investigate checks. Oh, that is some mighty fine glassware. Shout out to the three, Cree. Fuck. Oof. I guess I can't Nat see Nat one, baby. Nat Good one. Good God. 11. 
11. Okay. I'm going to say that nothing sticks out to you guys right now, but if you guys mm-hmm. poke around, I will give you some answers. But you guys look around, um, and you see that there are many, many vintage bottles of wine um, inside the walls here. Can I real quick just go ahead and cast Arcane Lock on the bulkhead so that nobody can follow us in here? Uh, sure. Nice. Really smart. Uh, you cast Arcane Lock. You hear the bulkhead doors lock with a loud sound. Not a loud sound. A loud sound in your head, Zerk. Yeah. <laughs> I make a loud sound. Yes. <laughs> um, can I look at the uh, the bottles of vintage wine? And I want to see if any are from Endoterra. Ooh. Or from like Zelbudar. Or have like a location that has been referenced to me. And I want to see if there's any vintage from uh, me and Izzy's wedding. Because that was just a really nice grape. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look around um, and you see wines from... Areas of the capital, you see wines from wineries in West Precinct, in East Precinct, um, things that are from vineyards in Outerborough. You even see stuff that's from like, um, there's this area that's called like the Isle of Plenty. That's where like, that's kind of why like the capital is so rich. That's actually probably where Hank would have done um, some of his like merchant work when he was like working on ships in the capital. There's like an island that is like rich with um, natural resources. Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you find a place that is either a winery there or someplace that references it in some way. Hmm. I will do a detect magic. Okay. Um, Fia, you cast detect magic. And there are three walls in here because the last one um, is uh, the stairway door. leading up into the uh, bulkhead doors. Um, and you see to the right, um, you sense magic like behind it. Okay. So it seems like there's some kind of physical trigger. That will open And then this. there's magic beyond it. Ooh. Mm. Could I do like a just raw tool investigation? Yeah. Yeah, Zerk, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to sniff out this trigger. Yeah, I'll say, mm. Zerk, you you literally just go ahead and start using your hands and just like pulling out these wine bottles. <laughs> I, just, and... I just toss them on the ground. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> you, you don't want to lick those? Nah, I'm into harder stuff. Give me some mezcal. Give me some vodka. This stuff's weak. <laughs> you see he shatters a bottle of wine from like pre-Empire Eldermorn that would probably <laughs> worth like a million gold. Uh, once it's on the ground, I mend the bottle back and go, cool bottle. <laughs> That is going to be a 19 plus investigation is 23 plus uh, my proficiency, which is six. So 29. Whoa. Zerk, uh, you find this one wall that Fia had found magic behind. And as you go through them, um, you see that there are a collection of reds from um, this specific area in the capital. Um, And amongst them, you find a bottle of white wine. Um, And as you go to pull it, um, you feel it click and it acts like a doorknob. And opens the wall. I'm not strong enough to pull this bottle out. I'm not strong enough. Can someone? I, I Here, think I'll we... give it with my thick hands. <laughs> guys, I think we don't need to. Stick your calluses on it. <laughs> I crush another uh, bottle. Yeah, you guys just, the whole wall of um, wine bottles breaks and spills everywhere. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm very happy with this outcome. Yeah. Yeah, you knew Edgar Arias was very into his um, wine collection. <laughs> uh, and in fact, you he would always give he would always break out the table wine whenever you came over, Hank. Oh, 
Can I can I use my little flask of sour cherry liqueur to like scoop up just like a, essentially a rosé of all these broken reds and rice? <laughs> yes. Oh god. Sick blend. Oh, oh wow. Oh, making a I just blend want one of really old one wines. swig of Edgar's wines. That's yeah. all I've ever wanted. I swallow it with a bunch of glass. Oh god. <laughs> oh it tastes oh, yeah, sweet. Watch out. <laughs> you guys oh. yeah, you guys drink glass next to all these other unbroken <laughs> bottles of wine cuz there's two other walls. Um, my lips are bleeding and I'm just like, I don't get it, okay? <laughs> I love the idea of there being wine enthusiasts or like Psalms listening to this and hearing you guys like blending all these old wines. <laughs> A good earthy red mixed with glass. That's how you want to enjoy all right. your Malbecs. It tastes like blood. Mm, the devil's ice. Uh, so you guys see as Zerk opens this wall, there is a dark hallway beyond it. Um, Let's light up a torch and go yep. in. Sweet. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. I'll use tinkering to light up one of the empty wine bottles. Sweet. Oh, uh, that's cool. You make like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you light it up as a torch and you begin walking down this hallway. You see as soon as you enter the hallway, you feel a plate shift underneath you and suddenly mm. torches light up down the hallway and it's all lined up with a warm glow. Oh, okay. Ooh. Good plate underneath These our feet. fuckers make a fucking obstacle course that they knew how to traverse. This oh. might just be a hospitality plate. You guys look down, um, and it looks pretty straightforward. In fact, it looks weirdly straightforward. Like, mm. Cass had told you that she had heard that Edgar had been involved in, like, smuggling. That would make you believe that... There would have to be lots of tunnels. Like he'd be have to be able to get to businesses. He'd have to have rooms to mm -hmm. hide in. He'd have to have all these secret places. And there this looks—it's not tunnel. a straight shot, but it looks like it's—it's it's going in the direction of the lab. Like it's just the one tunnel. He could have collapsed the other ones. You don't know. Well, something I could do is um, summon Shank, and Shank can move a thousand feet from me, and I can basically warg and see into his. Uh, I can see through his eyes. That would Whoa. be awesome because that's like, literally what I was trying to figure out because I be usually great. have book fodder to do this. I love this. Okay. Also, great. I love new Shank. Uh, new you, Shank. You see, new old Shank shows up. Uh, yes, we have to break <gasps> the curse. We must break the curse. I already know. I know the what you're going to say. The curse. The curse. And we're addressing he's so that. Silly. You see he's wearing the jean jacket with a ton of straps. <laughs> Do remember, Shank. Oh, that's it? He is not, no, he is not wearing my jacket. He's wearing his own jacket. That is obviously his own jacket. and Velcro. You need a, you need two forms of this, sort of This is cursed Hank's jacket. to keep it tight. I had nothing to do with this coat. Why is nothing it thigh linked? It. It Why does it go all the way down to your thighs? Because that's what it was, Hank. No, it was not. You're in your own jacket. <laughs> Go, 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 go. I shoo him down the hallway <laughs> and I warg into his eyes. Emily's going to spit out her drink. <laughs> As he goes, I look at the back of it and I see that it has nasty written in rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> this denim jacket is killing me. Cursed. I love it. Uh, so, uh, Hank. I just want everyone to know I'm crying like I'm watching Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs> 
Hank, um, as Shank walks down the hall um, and you warg, um, you guys see Hank kind of passes out. You see his eyes roll um, back into his head, kind of glow white. He's warging. Uh, he leans back. You guys are able to catch him and kind of keep an eye on his body. I, I catch him because I know what this is like. He did this for me before. Wow. <laughs> thick, so long ago. Thick, calloused hands. It's uh, <laughs> the last thing I feel. Hank, go ahead and give me an investigate or a perception check for Shank. Okay. 19. Henry, as Shank goes down the hallway, you look through his eyes, you look down, and you see that there's sort of this, like, dusty floor beneath you. You see there are two sets of footprints traveling back and forth down the hall. This was likely the path between the lab and here. Um, Likely Little Rex and Big Rex, or at some point, Moxora and Kane um, traveling back and forth, doing this little scheme of bringing horrors into town. Um, but you also see some footprints leading directly into one of the walls. Mm. And um, all you see is a torch there. Mm. Is the torch a light? The torch is a light. Okay, I use thaumaturgy to put the torch out. Um, you put the torch Good out. Call. You hear a click and see the wall shifts revealing another path. Um, and unlike the main path, this one does not automatically light up. And as Shank, you smell a foul smell coming from the oh. darkness here. Okay, so I um, mime all that. I, I do path, thumbs up, and then plug my nose, <sighs> PU. Okay, so that's the bathroom. We found the bathroom? Uh, ah. Shank shrugs. <laughs> I cannot help. I know that we are on like a mission here, but I cannot help but want to know more about what's going on. I love smelling a bad smell. Can you send Shank in and try to see what's going on? Because if he is to get hurt, it is possibly not the worst, although it could instigate a whole group of horrors. We'll we'll be ready if that happens. Something tells me this is like a college dormitory, but for horrors. (laughs) Hormitory. (laughs) Shank steps into the path. (laughs) (laughs) As Shank walks down the hall, Hank, you see blood sprayed across the wall here, and it all leads to the source, the bodies of Big Rex and Little Rex, bisected (sighs) by a scythe. Um, It looks like they were abducted from the tunnel and murdered here. Uh, so that Moxora and Kane could replace them. So you get the sense immediately that Big Rex and Little Rex were kind of going down the main hall, but this extra place, this is Moxora and Kane territory. Mm-hmm. You see like drag marks. It looks like they were brought back here. Okay. Um, Shank backs out of this room. Um, and I will, I will say, Hank, it is not a room. It is still a hallway. There oh, is more okay. stuff further down. Um, it's not a dead end. So it's up to you if you want to go back and get the others before you go back or just continue sending Shank ahead. I see. I guess I can, can I can keep on sending Shank. There's no Sweet. reason to bring us in here. Shank, see if you can find some sort of blueprint or something. We, we really got to lock that down. I'm gonna, and I'm going to take off the jean jacket just as like a little, um, they'll be able to, right. you know, find us if, if they you take, need to. You try to take it off, um, but all the Velcro and zippers and straps really? 
okay. make it really Bells? hard to do so. Yeah. Um, the You'd think if this was a, a jacket that he was familiar with that he would have been able to take it off, so it must be a new jacket. The bejeweled face of Dan Marino is kind of hard to work around, um, but you somehow managed to be able to do it. Shimmy out of it. Uh, I just want to remind anyone listening that all this came from Annette 20 as well. (laughs) Because sometimes when we are talking, I smile to myself about this. (laughs) (laughs) It came from Annette 20 of asking if you could find the jean jacket that you say you wore. It was so funny. Nothing to defend, Murphy. It was so funny. Totally, yeah. (laughs) Shank leaves behind the jean jacket. Um, Good. And continues walking. Um, you see, as Shank walks down the hall, you round a corner and see a little bit of light pouring out from a room at the end of the hallway. And in the dim light, you see some kind of knight or soldier. You can't tell how much armor they're wearing or something. They have like a, a cloak on, like a cape, um, but it looks old and decrepit. And without turning around, you just hear him go. 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 Go where? Leave. Leave. Leave what? Leave you? Yes. Who are you? Don't. Remember. Don't remember. Shank steps forward. Let me see your face. You see, he turns around, revealing a skull with glowing red eyes under the hood of his cloak. You immediately clock that he's wearing aquamarine, the color of the Loch You see, he wields a large two-handed sword at his side. Um, go ahead and give me an insight or a perception check. Aquamarine oh, no. sash or? Cloak. Ooh, 19. Okay. Hank, two things right off the bat. One. You see that he's kind of dressed like a blade. Like he looks a little bit like he's got like Batilda's feel. Mm-hmm. And second thing, seeing the Loch Namore colors, this looks like some kind of horror from the resurrected body of a Loch Namore. And you know that, as we said in a previous episode, that in West Precinct, you're supposed to burn the bodies. But A... That might not have always been the rule. And also, when it comes to very rich, powerful people, often it's rules for thee, not for me. So this appears to be a reanimated Loch down here. Um, But it's weird. Like, you would think a horror would just straight up attack you. Mm -hmm. And this dude is just telling you to leave. um, And he's looking quite threatening. Uh, You see, he holds his hand up and goes, No more. Go. I... Let me help you. What do you need? Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Ooh, hell yeah. That's an 18 on the dice. Woo! I I add nothing to persuasion. I thought that was going to be better, but 18. (laughs) 18? He had these, like, fiery red eyes. Suddenly, his whole skull alights in flame, uh, and he holds his head as if he has, like, a terrible headache. Um, And he goes, Need. Need for you to go. God. 
What was your name? Name. Walder. Hank, go ahead and give me an insight check. I've been rolling too good. Here comes a bad one. I know it. Mm, 13. 13. Okay. This is just to recall something that you have already heard before. Hank, you think back and you remember that when you were at Braden Kenley's mansion, that his spouse, it wasn't specifically said whether they were married or not, um, but his partner had been a blade a long time ago, um, but had died, and his name was Walder, and you saw his photo on the wall, you saw his painting on the wall, rather, um, and he was wearing aquamarine. Yeah, uh, so this is Walder Locknamore. Oh. A former blade um, does not seem like Kane, where Kane is this like resurrected blade who took a deal and now has, you know, is essentially like an evil paladin, has like all of these powers. This dude seems like he was brought back against his will and seems to be guarding something and not wanting to do it, but not fully having control of his own faculties. Okay. Um, so you see, after you ask him, after he says, Walder, he goes, no more, no more, leave. Okay, okay, I'm going, but I've, I've seen Kenley. I've spoken to Kenley. I'm here with three new blades. We want to leave you. We want to leave you at peace, but we need your help. Um, you see his flaming skull suddenly lights even more on fire, and he oh, reacts like somebody on fire uh, and drops to his knees and goes, Leave! Go! Go! Um, okay, Henry, I shank backs out while I calling to Henry, Fia, and Zerk. Mr. Henry, does it seem like a curse? What this... is happening to him? If it's a curse, I can try right now to learn a spell. It will use all my third level spells to try to learn it and cast it, but I could try to remove curse on him. This is beyond me, but yeah, it, it seems it seems like he doesn't want to be here. That's That seems pretty cursed to me. I'm a little worried that this is like the other horrors we've encountered, and there's only one way through this, but let's try and remove it if we can. Yeah, hearing what Hank has just relayed to you guys. Um, yeah, you see Shank comes back through the tunnel, rejoins you guys. Um, Henry comes back, relays this info to you guys. You would assume a blade reanimated against their will would be a powerful foe, but they would also be innately magical enough that maybe they would retain some element of their old self. Like, mm -hmm. Hank, as you walked up to him, he, it, it, it very much was like, I have been commanded to guard this spot, and thus I will guard this spot, but I will do no more than that. So I'm not going to attack this dude and kill him for no reason. I'm not going to do that. I'm guarding this spot. Thea, what do you okay. need to break a curse? Well, I don't know that it will work. It's a spell in Mr. Philip that I would have to reach out to Mr. Philip and try to learn the spell 
and then try to cast the spell. You hear Philip um, sheepishly from your belt go, Um, miss? Yes, yes, Philip. You can... I'll fucking... I'll fucking help you, I guess. <laughs> Why, Philip? Because you, you, you really were so antagonistic before. And I am fucking antagonistic. Yes, miss. no, you're the most. The yeah, most no, antagonistic. Yeah, I know. Fucking antagonistic. You're, you're the goddamn best at being antagonistic. Right, I'm antagonistic, miss. But like, <laughs> they came for Bookfar? And like, that's our dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, dude. like, he's my guy. <laughs> that I bully, you know what I mean? And so to see somebody else come mm-hmm. in and just like fuck him up, like that was fucked up. Do you know what I mean, miss? Yes. So like I'm pissed. Pissed. Miss. <laughs> so like if we're going to fuck somebody up, mm-hmm. I'm down to put like our differences aside for now. Okay. But what about this situation where I'm asking you to help me for a nice kind remove curse that would give people peace rather than fuck them up. Will this lead to, like, us fucking up people in the future? (laughs) Fia, who struggles with lying, uh, gives a tusky (laughs) smile and nods with a paint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever we can do to get rid of this fucked up reaper shit. Okay. Wow, that was a breakthrough. (laughs) I I whispered to Zerk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think if we can try to do remove curse, and and if it doesn't work, that's fine, but if it does, maybe it gives some peace to someone who uh, many people we love were, were once dear to. I think if we can take that chance, if we can move forward in a way that harms as few people as possible, we have to try. Roll your arcana check, or was it an intelligence save we did? Intelligence save, yeah. Okay, um, go ahead and roll that... Uh, to learn the spell. 14, which it's a level a level three, so that works, right? So that, that is successful. Nice. So um, you feel Ooh. Philip cooperate with you. He flaps up like Bookfar <laughs> would have. Um, okay. And for once, you do not have to wrestle him while you try to learn a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, I did not know you could fly. Yeah, I can do fucking whatever that little fucking nerd Bookfar is. Can we get him back? Okay, I fucking miss him. I don't. Oh, so cute. I don't. He really is. I, uh, I like thumb through his pages. Yeah, okay, it feels nice, okay? But like, normally I just like seeing this stuff from like the outside. Like you do, like life is just so fucking grim sometimes. And then you just see like fucking Bookfar. It's just this like fucking shining light out there. And now... He's fucking just gone? We're gonna fuck some people up, right? Philip, we're oh. going to get Bookfar back, okay? I promise. We're this. gonna fuck I, people up too. I call We're gonna fuck a lot of yeah. fucking people fuck up, up to get We can back. have it both ways. That we like, fucking are. It's like a reversible jean jacket. We can have it both ways. <laughs> Drop the jacket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I use my th- so I have one third level spell left to cast. I used a third level spell to learn it. Now I have one third level spell to cast it. What is the language of remove curse? At your touch, all curses affecting one creature or object end. If the object is a cursed magic item, its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object so it can't so it can be removed or discarded. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, so, so there's can... no save. So it sounds like it right. just removes a curse. I turn to Dr. Zerk and Mr. Henry and I say, guys, I think this could go badly, so maybe we all go in together. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. back you up. <laughs> quick ritual? <laughs> quick, quick ritual, yes. We all do little kisses <laughs> on the cheek. <laughs> I kiss. I try to kiss Philip. If anyone wants to give me a little kiss, it's fine. Come here. Fuck. Come here, you. Yeah. All right, okay. Let's kiss, everyone. Shit. <laughs> wow, your cover is surprisingly soft. And I guess I'm just going to fucking sprint in there and try to cast the remove curse on this guy before oh. he attacks me. I we it together. Fia, you run ahead. Go ahead and um, everybody roll initiative. Okay. okay. There is my bad roll. Shout out 15. to the two crew. Dirty 20. 22. My initiative is going to be a five. So, Zerk, technically you are first. You can hold your action until Fia acts, but you see um, you guys rush down the hall. Fia uh, in kind of first position here. You see as you guys uh, round the corner um, and begin running towards this dude, uh, you see the skull once again alights, flaming skull. Um, you see he draws his sword and goes, go, go now. Can I actually use my action to distract Walder in a way that I think might help Fia? Sure. Cool. Um, as we're rushing in, I wait for Fia to start casting the remove curse, uh, and I pull out the map that Braden Kinley painted for us, and I hold it up. Oh. He's still out there. He still thinks about you. He told us about you. You see, Zerk, as you open up this painting, Fia runs in and is about to engage with him. Uh, he is temporarily distracted by you and kind of falters, but goes back to swing again. But Fia gets a crack first. Uh, Fia, that is your turn. Um, I just lay my fucking hands on him and I say, what I did to you was wrong. You were perfect the way you were. And then I cast Remove Curse. You cast Remove Curse. Um, Fia, you hold your hand out. There is this blast of force that knocks him back. Um, you see he goes from standing up straight, holding his sword, um, kind of eyes on Zerk looking at the painting. Fia knocks him back. You see he crashes into the ground. Um, still a horror, but his flaming skull goes out um, and you just see smoke, like black smoke all around his head. I squint my eyes and keep clutching to try to remove the curse. You see, um, he stumbles to his feet. Thank you. You're okay. I thought I was giving you the peace of death, but you are okay then. No. But you understand us. Walder, you, you know who you are now. It is a distant memory. Like a dream, a nightmare. I left this body a long time ago. I have returned to the cycle and have lived other lives. Few things are familiar. You see, he points to the map that Zerk is holding. Brayden. That's right. I remember little, but I remember Brayden. He's waiting for you. Shakes his head. Don't worry about me. Okay. I'm somewhere. Okay. 
you are in danger. Okay, so that we know. That we know. We will just leave you here in this room. No. I will lead you. Oh, that's pretty sick. You see, <laughs> this parade just got pretty fucking awesome. You want to swig <laughs> us some red, buddy? <laughs> it's actually a rosé because there's a little white in there. Oh, right. It's a blend. It's a blend. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't mind the glass, but just a heads up, there is glass. A blend. You <laughs> blended two wines. Way more than two. Yes, but like a bunch of reds and one white. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you see Skull begins flaming again. He holds his head in great pain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you do this? Sorry, it's just grapes, dude. <laughs> chill out. But yes, lead us where, because we are trying to get into this lab. Have you been to the lab? What for are you here to guard? Do you have any memory of what was dispatched to you? The sorceress brought me back to guard this from you, from anyone. Um, and begins rounding another corner and walking down the hall. You know, I'm actually a guard myself, so we actually have a little something in common. Um, yeah, looks at your sword blade yes. that's right blade I look at I look at his fists yeah he points to points to his chest blade yeah. blade 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 Zerk holds up his gun and goes blade 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 <laughs> you see that um, there had been light like kind of cascading onto him um, and he walks into the source of that light there's like a room right there Mm. I trust him. I follow. Same. You guys follow Walder, um, and you find the source of the light, which is this room full of equipment. Looks like a mini lab all its own, but it's messy. Less functional. Mm. You see parts strewn about as if they were trying to learn how to build the machine here. And on the far side of the room, you see a wall of water as if it was held up by some kind of spell. This looks like it leads directly into the lake. What the fuck? I know what you're going to say next, Murph. I know what you're going to say. You see, Walder pulls out a bag of peanuts and goes, Peanut? Okay, didn't (laughs) guess that. that. (laughs) Um, You see, Walder- Just, Just as I thought. Points out to the water. I was to protect this. You had to protect the lake? Uh, shakes his head. What's he pointing at? Is he pointing Um, at the water? He's pointing at the water. There's something in the lake. Is there a plane? Is there somewhere that you can teleport to in the lake? Can I look through the water? Do I see anything like swimming in this water or anything like that? Zerk, you walk up to this wall of water. At first, you're like, oh, maybe there's like a glass wall here or something, but you touch it and it's wet. It's, it seems like it's held up here by magic. Um, Zerk, as you walk up to it, go ahead and give me a perception check. Um, and I'll say okay. everybody can do it because I, I assume you guys kind of follow him. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a shout out to the two crew. It's Ooh. only a nine for me. Uh, that's a 23rd mate for me. Nice. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Zerk, the water is quite dark, but you see a teeny, teeny, teeny bit of light. And you recognize it as being a protective bubble. And you vaguely see within it the shape of a machine. No. The necrophone set 
at the bottom of the lake. There's an airtight barrier that keeps it out of the water, firmly planted in the sand. And as you look out, you see a little bit of movement around it. And you hear Walder go, Too late. No, we gotta, we gotta stop that thing. Okay, now Time I know for a swim what you're lesson. gonna fucking say next. You hear a sustained ding reverberate through the water. You know that Siren Lake is an open lake, which means it connects to a bunch of rivers that go all throughout Innerboro and Outerboro. Sound, sound travels so much better in water. Sound travels much faster through water. So you can quickly surmise that this is a very, very bad situation and can mean more than just a horror invasion in West Precinct. And you do see as soon as this wheel begins to spin, there's like this movement. You see the water begins reacting strangely. Like there are creatures built of the water itself. Do we just have to fucking dive in here? We have to get to... This is a fucking distraction, right? This is just the mm. fucking stakes, right? Of us having to get to the Twilirium to get to this other place. As long as that sound is going off, though, it could be bad for the entire world. I don't think we can risk it. Do you have the spell silence, Mr. Zerk? I... I... I don't. I have a gun that I could shoot at the machine if we're close enough. Give it a shot. Come on. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How far is how far is the necrophone? Is it like? Um, it's not too too far. It's like about a hundred feet away at the base of the lake. Okay. How deep is the lake? I would know how deep this lake was, right? Hank, the lake can get as deep as like six hundred feet. All right. Does anyone want to come to the fucking necrophone? Mr. Henry, you need yes. to be close. Let's fucking dimension door to this fucking necrophone. Let's go. Okay. I need my kid to not fight horrors. That's a really <laughs> high priority for me. I grab Mr. Henry and we disappear. All right. Yes. And then reappear at the necrophone. Nice. Yeah. And Hank, um, you guys disappear and reappear in this airtight bubble around the necrophone. Um, as you hear this reverberating ding and you are safe in this bubble for now, but you see all of these strange watery creatures and you remember Fia learning that oftentimes when people die in West Precinct that their ashes are spread on the lake. No! You see the faces <laughs> of all of these people in the water around this protective bubble. I do a little hand squeeze to Mr. Henry and I say, this is pretty sick though, isn't it? <laughs> Henry stares unblinking at the faces and is just like, <laughs> admittedly cool, but very, very bad. And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh. Wow. Admittedly cool. That is Admittedly cool. Honestly, yeah, it's very cool that you uh, pulled the wool over our eyes with that nice little detail about the cremation so many episodes ago. God damn. God damn. I'm so mad at myself because I've had silence in the past as spellcasters and I wish I had thought to learn it because sound is a thing. It's too late. I'll, t I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You could have... We'll talk about this more in the short rest, but avoiding that fight was huge. He was a challenge rating like 12. He was a tough oh, fight, wow. a really tough That's... fight. Um, and remove curse. I was gonna allow 
the bell to possibly be used, but you would have had to beat a DC 23, I think. Yikes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even have the things to learn. I just know that in the past, I meant more like in the past as spellcaster. I don't even know if wizards get access to it. I, I just think you might get it like spell. at next level. This no. is the perfect yeah. case for it. But I was thinking, because you were like, oh, there's an anti-magic thing. And I was like, what a goof. I can't believe I learned Dimension Door. Mm. And then I came That worked out pretty well, though. Worked out good. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Sweet. Uh, uh, thank you all so much for listening. I can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Ooh, oh, we aren't. Uh, to hear us talk more about this. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Oh, Ooh. Murph, you know what I'm going to plug? What's we have been watching Detroiters. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's unfortunately, <laughs> we not a show it. anymore. We just but love it. So fun. Go ahead and check out Detroiters <laughs> on me. That's right. I'm buying everyone a Paramount Plus subscription. <laughs> I swear I'm watching TV and it's good, but I can't think of the show that I'm into right now because now I'm just thinking about re- Detroiters. So watch that. <laughs> I'll just co-sign. And Hacks. I also really like Hacks. Both of those uh, don't sound as good as reruns of The Nanny on HBO Max, which is all <laughs> that I have the brain power to s- watch. <laughs> you know I love The Nanny. In college, there used to be a back-to-back morning, 8 a.m., The Nanny and Golden Girls. And where do you think I got my entire fucking personality? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it was Fran Drescher's husband on the show. That's where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a classic Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in a world full of analysis. Um, I would love to plug uh, our P.O. box. I, I recently visited and there is all so much fun stuff there now. Uh, so here we go. Uh, someone sent us two cans of Lucky Charms marshmallow bits. Wow. <laughs> oh, so I, awesome. Emily hasn't been playing enough piano. Yes. They're a reference to a short rest where Emily said that she was uh, uh, she was given like rewards for playing the piano well as a mm-hmm. child. And mm-hmm. one of those rewards was uh, Lucky Charms marshmallows. So. Which was not an entire bowl. It was they would give her bits of oat, uh, <laughs> put it out on the piano, and feed her like a little bit per session. Like, I just highly like, recommend the short rest. Like you really should tune into the short rest. Yeah, once again, check out the short this rest. This is what y'all. you're missing. Uh, so now, Emily, uh, you can reward yourself with actual marshmallows uh, whenever you play the piano well. I am going <laughs> to practice so much bar talk. You can only have one marshmallow uh, per session, though. Uh, I am going to make that rule. <laughs> fair. Hard, but fair. <laughs> uh, Michael W. sent us jars of their homemade jam. It came in Ooh. cute little mason jars. Whoa. It looks absolutely delicious. Thank you, Michael. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Jordan sent Emily a tarragon ceramic spice cottage and some it's seeds. It's so cute. <laughs> it's great. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna steal a pinch of that tarragon from that little jar next time I'm over at your house. I'm just gonna come <laughs> over. That's where I know it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm very excited to just like kind of be constantly pinching tarragon. Um, Matthew B sent us a gorgeous set of character coded stained wooden coasters. Uh, they look really cool. They're color-coded uh, for our Bohemia characters, and I really yes. am excited to rest a whiskey on them next time we're all together. Nope. Oh, uh, Zane M., who works for a certain family-friendly video game company, uh, sent us Donkey Kong and Diddy plushes, which is very oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will have you know, Murph, I've already claimed the Diddy plush for my daughter, uh, but cool. I did leave you the Donkey Kong plush. I'm donkey all the way, dude. <laughs> right. You can't take a plush from a baby. You could take it from Caldwell, but Caldwell, you did a smart thing by claiming it for your kid. Very, very sad. It's true. Yeah, I see it in the background, dude. It's That's where I put her toys. Um, and Micah B sent a Mortal Kombat-inspired drawing they did of Murph and Emily in hell with all their cats. Fucking hell, yeah. Oh yes, my God. Thank you for that. 
Um, yeah, I'm assuming that Jake and I were busy training in the desert with Raiden, uh, which is why we're not featured in the drawing, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, at uh, Caitlin's Good, uh, Caitlin with a K on Insta sent us a homemade moonshine incense holder. Oh my gracious! Yeah. Which you. seems very appropriate. Uh, it feels like the only incense you can get drunk off of is moonshine incense. I'm very excited <laughs> to get away from it. Um, and that's it. I've got more stuff to read off next episode. But thank you so much, everyone that sent us things. Uh, 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. Sweet. Uh, Jake, you got anything? Uh, no, just, uh, oh, you know what? I'm watching uh, the show alone. Have you guys seen that? Alone? Is that the one where oh, they go in the woods? Oh, is that where they're... Yeah. Treasure in, in that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I watched, yeah. I watched one season of it. It was crazy shit. Yeah, I liked it's, it. It's, yeah, it's very addictive. Uh, I'm caught up now, so I can't binge it wow. anymore. It's a okay. different experience. A lot of people go home for diarrhea, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, or I don't even like camping, but it's yeah. just... It's, di- it's diarrhea, fun, It's kind of funny to watch people be like, I'm the toughest fucking dude. Nothing stops me. I'm surviving. It's just like, I eat a fucking bad plant. <laughs> I gotta shit. Yeah. Take me home. It is. It's the toughest people go home for the dumbest reasons. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, Again, check it out. I don't like to camp, so not talking shit. But it's just there's a lot of diarrhea on that show, mm-hmm. and a lot of people yeah. going mm-hmm. home for diarrhea. And some people would be jealous of the diarrhea because they're su- suffering the constipation. You know, that's tough. That's there you a tough go. One wow. too. That's tough. Oh. A lot of shit. A lot of yeah. A lot of butthole stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which is why you have to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Check it yeah. out. Um, sweet guys uh, thank you all for listening yeah. uh, you can check us out on social media that we may or may not use at chmurf is me at caldy's caldwell at jgirl which is jake and at eaxford is emily uh, you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod that's n-e-d-d-p-o-d we are we are we are the youth of the nation It's the end of the show, and you know what that means? It's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M., soldiers at the Arius Estate who are responsible for guarding Henry's jean jacket. That's right, it is still there, and the only reason Henry didn't see it is because Lord Arius mistook it for a piece of abstract art and decided to hang it up in the manor's great hall. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jibe G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B, a team of alchemists who created a lotion strong enough for Fia's fire-calloused hands. It's so powerful that just one dollop will strip the fingerprints off a regular person. Also, it smells like bergamot. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D, citizens of West Precinct who all just took a big sip of lake water then looked out the windows. Should have splurged on the Brita gang. Danny P, mixologist Michael McD, Victor T, Balnor's boy, Andrew B, and Kevin S. West Precinct guards that are currently helping Stella escape. Initially, they were going to send her to prison, but then she gave each of them a magic stone that can cure migraines and warts, so honestly, it would have been rude not to help her. Justin I, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, and Trele the Crefe, horrors who emerged from the Siren Lock and are currently eating the town's entire supply of lobster rolls, Jared E., Austin Bonesaw MR, Damiel R, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, and 
Octolich, members of the Geek Squad at Eldermorn's only Best Buy. They helped Moxora install the underwater necrophone, but only because she told them it was for a World of Color-style water and light show. Is there no end to her depravity? Gage M, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Sergio Salazar, Salomon Zacharias de Sequani, and Trust the Traveler, winemakers who were inspired by the third mates and are currently working to make the Omni Wine, a red blend combining every wine ever made into one bottle. They're also making the executive decision to remove the glass shards. To each their own, I guess. Sir Carl, Jory S., Dana G, Azoth Shadows, and Callum M. Scholars hard at work on a spell to put the awakened dead back to sleep. Currently, the best they have is a snooze dead spell that just unsummons them for an extra 10 minutes. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese NS. Denim farmers up north who harvest the denim to outfit all of Eldermorn. A month's harvest went into Henry's jacket and all the farmers regret it. Samuel B, Mike H, Udishi Mulek the Baby Bronze Dragon, Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G, a team of artificers working on a necrovision, which will allegedly put all the necrophone stars out of business. Megan S, Mateo C, Nabadger, Panama James, Cummins the Bard, and Adrian the Halfling Bard, palm readers who have fought for the challenge, nay, honor, to read Fia's calloused palms. Dan, Scott W, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu, members of the Eldermorn Scroller Derby League. These wizards roller skate around a stadium hooking spell scrolls at one another. The spell haste is explicitly forbidden, but everyone knows everyone's using it. Barnesinator, Michelle O, Timmy R, Jonathan W, the crock-wearing warrior, and Lucas B. A pod of whales that is gonna go fucking apeshit when they hear this necrophone. Not because they're gonna turn into horrors, just because the necrophone sounds like a really rude word in whale. Aaron S, it's Kevin, New York, and Stephen C. Miroslav the Mesmer heads who follow the famous wizard around to his various book signings and compete to see who can get the most signatures. Aaron S. is currently in the lead, but New York has enlisted their mom to help, so they're doubling up on signatures every signing from now on. KJ, Michael M, Mike K, Karen J, Ekathor666, and Nick W. The only vintners in Eldermorn that can 100% confirm that their red blend has no glass shards in it. It's pretty pricey as a result, and the preferred blend of kings and nobles alike. Taylor A, Matthew R, Esme M, Nathan, and... Casimir the All-Knowing, the bedazzlers that custom bedazzled Dan Marino rules on the jean jacket. Apparently, it was the most they've ever fought over a job, and the bedazzling joint closed for three weeks afterwards. Big Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Thrath, Burly T, and Jay Dragonborn, the mean jean jacketeers. Hank's former crew of jean jacket-wearing toughs, they'd trespass on private property and bejewel each other's jackets. Joro the Inappropro, Cody B, Liam D, the Sandrian, Ben A, and Feldonis, magical contractors who unwittingly helped Moxora set up the necrophone underwater. Whoops, she left them a great review, though. 
Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, and Dustin S, smugglers who braved the tunnels beneath the Arias estate despite the threat of Maxora. These heroes were willing to die to sell those stolen iPods. Keith K, Connor F, Kyle H, the Time Walker, Vashgard, Emilio D, Two Left Eyes, and Frankie Koala. Edgar Arias' in-house psalms who are going to freak out when they see the mess the third mates left in their wine cellar. Big Bad John, DPC is awesome, Aston S, Blair the Bug, Blair Barbarian, Porkchop, and Chanel M. Ambitious guards at the Arias estate who found and bottled the spilled mixture of wine left behind by the third mates. The wine is called Arias Zinfandel Cabernet Merlot Blanc and it's awful. Fury in Hot Pants, Valacy Raptor, Minette F, Pat L, Achutha A, and Lauren H. Guards who overlooked young Hank's trespassing because they felt so bad for him after seeing his jean jacket. Elias Hawthorne, Maddie Y, Alex H, the eldest Barry, Evan V, and Ryan S, Philip's crew of fellow bullies. These bad books will beat the shit out of anyone who messes with Bookfar. The Bone Duster. Joshua H., Rubik Crisp, Idrassel, Brentley C., and Micah B., a bunch of friends out on Siren Lake in a party boat just having the time of their lives. Boy, are they in for a surprise. Ploops, Carly Ann, Lori P., Spam Gaming, the not-so-skilled gamer, Connor Savage, and Russell H., creators of the Necro Loan. Need to raise a skeleton but don't have a body? Just call these guys. Christopher J. Pebblepot, Logan S., Leviathan, Demi A., BioQuart7, and Kenny. Skeletons with flaming heads who are also in charge of guarding things in the Arias basement. Edgar loves chip witches, and he has just about everyone guarding a freezer full of them. You should have put someone on the wine, Edgar. Remington CD, Thrill of the Fright, Sullivan H., Everett P., Sydney T., and Alex C., Izzy's pals, who also used to sneak in to hang out with her. The guard actually saw them every time, but he thought they were cool, so he just didn't make a thing of it. Jesse DLR, the Element God, Lindsay W, Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, and Carlin C. Wakeboarders taking a joyride atop the placid waves of Siren Lock. Y'all are gonna wanna get back in the boat. Now, please, hurry. Anthony S, Tristan C, The Loose But Obtuse Goose, Jake, Matthew J, Scrip, Scripper, and Michael S, The Bone Duster. Henry's high school crew who all wore matching jean jackets. They were simple and understated, timeless even, nary a strap, stud, or patch to be seen, crisp and clean. Noah, Estelle, Ghost, Rogue Cree and Danielle N. Psalms planning an enlightening trip to Edgar Arias's wine cellar. They've heard tales of the ancient reds from before the Isle of Plenty was given its name. Apologies in advance, fam. Baron S. Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude's guy, conflicted DM, Justin LB, and Dandy, awakened horrors who woke up scuba diving in Siren Lock. They're ready to terrorize the town, but first, there's actually a school of koi fish that look really interesting. Jennifer R., Clifton A., Richard G., 
M. Barber, and Marcos P. Benchwarmers for the Mighty Ducks. But don't worry, folks. It's all about confidence without the puck. So actually, you're still killing it. Pup Kalish learns the balance druid. Dakota JP, Pagos V, Tracy P, and a very big bed 91. Professional pinball players who put one of Jim's magic coins into their arcade game and have never run out of balls. It's that magic. Scrumpy Bogpipe, Ness O, Zachary R, Holly, Anthony A, and Leah C. Jockeys who are champion deer snake riders. Unlike American jockeys, it's not about being compact and lightweight. It's almost entirely about being not afraid of holding the rain snakes. And that's it. Thank you all. We love you so much. Goodbye, my sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>